48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Ben Che. Tonight's headlines. Hong Kong reports more than 52,000 new COVID cases and steps up measures to get the elderly vaccinated. The MTR scales back services hit by a shortage of workers and falling passenger numbers because of the pandemic. And the government says parts of the Kaitak cruise terminal will be used to isolate elderly COVID-19 patients. Health officials have reported more than 52,000 new COVID cases. That's about 4,000 fewer than yesterday. 136 COVID patients have died in the past 24 hours. The Center for Health Protection's Dr. Albert Al says they've decided to shorten the window between the first and second dose of the vaccine for elderly care home residents if they choose to Sinovac jab. He said the center has consulted the experts and will allow residents to wait 21 days to get their second jab instead of 28. He said residents who have recovered from COVID can also get jabs sooner now. Unvaccinated, if the residents were infected with COVID-19 previously, they need to wait for three months to receive vaccinations. In view of the current situation, for the unvaccinated residents who have recovered from COVID-19, they can receive the vaccinations as soon as four weeks after recovery for both Sinovac vaccinations and also Biontech vaccinations, so as to boost up their immunity. As If they have been infected, uh, the immunity may not be enough to prevent further infection. Dr. Larry Lee, a chief manager of the hospital authority, has also dismissed rumors that there's a shortage in oxygen supplies at public hospitals. I have to clarify that our central supply, there is no problem at all. And our situation is we have um, some patients who is being cared in some area without um, central supply. So we have to provide oxygen for this patient in need with our cylinder oxygen. And as I mentioned before, we have um, some turnover hiccups about the cylinder oxygen. Now we are working on it. We try to enhance the turnover with some logistics issues working with the company. And also we aim at some repositionings of the patients so that for the patients who in need for the oxygen will be in, uh, can, can access to the central supply. The minister in charge of Hong Kong's vaccination drive, Patrick Nip, says from tomorrow, people aged 60 or above can book the third vaccine dose three months after they've had their second jab. Government expert advisers had earlier recommended shortening the interval between the second and third dose for adults from six to three months. Speaking on an RTHK program, Ms. Nip said the elderly are now being given priority, partly because of the ca- capacity limits at vaccination centres. 希望能夠可以呢,係特別啊,長者呢個嘅組羣呢,早啲能夠可以接種埋第三針。We hope the elderly will take their third dose earlier. Our main consideration is giving them priority. Currently, the epidemic situation is so severe, we must focus on the elderly and children. In future, if we have met that demand, we can release the quota for other people, as well as shorten the interval between the second and third doses. Mr. Nip added that outreach medical teams will visit elderly care homes over the next two weeks to vaccinate residents who are uninfected and are fit to be inoculated. He said over half of the territory's 1,000 care homes have now reported infections, but only 40% of the residents have received a jab. 
The MTR is scaling back services further as it continues to face a manpower shortage and drop in passenger numbers. As Joanne Wong reports, waiting times will increase by between one to four minutes on all lines, effective immediately. Train frequencies during busy hours on weekdays will be reduced to between just under three minutes and around three and a half minutes on the Chunwan line and up to seven minutes on the East Rail line. The gaps between trains will be more than three minutes on the Kuntong and Island lines, about six minutes on the South Island line and about four on the Chunma line, five on the Changkwanau line and between seven and ten minutes on the Tongchong line. Non-peak periods, meanwhile, will see trains running at intervals of about 4 to 10 minutes. MTR worker Lam Wai Kang, who chairs the Hong Kong Federation of Railway Trade Unions, said the company will shut stations if necessary. He expects services to be further disrupted as more people get infected with COVID. RTHK, the time is coming up to 5 minutes past 11. HSBC is further cutting the operating hours of its branches here because of the worsening epidemic. The bank says all but three of its branches will operate on alternate days from next Monday. Only its central headquarters, the Quintong branch on Hoi Yun Road and the Mongkok branch on Nathan Road, will remain open from Monday to Saturday. Queuing tickets would be handed out there if needed. Wet markets are also closing an hour earlier at 7 p.m., effective immediately to allow authorities to strengthen disinfection and cleansing work. The government says parts of the Kaitak cruise terminal will be turned into an isolation and holding center for elderly COVID-19 patients with mild symptoms. Altus Wong reports. Labor and Welfare Chief Lo Chi Kuang says the new center at Kai Tak will be used to house elderly patients and those who have already recovered but can't go back to their care homes or to their families yet. The Social Welfare Department will manage the center, which will be set up on the ground floor and the two check-in halls on the second floor of the terminal. Mainland companies donated some 1,200 hospital beds for the facility. This facility is important because it can alleviate the pressure on hospital authority beds, so hospitals can focus on patients with a higher risk or in a more serious condition. This can also reduce the pressure faced in care homes. Mr. Law says the government is planning to set up seven more isolation facilities for elderly patients on top of the three currently in operation. A new vaccination centre offering Sinovac jabs to children and elderly people will start operating in Changsha Wan from Monday. The centre at Hong Kong Spinners Industrial Building could provide 2,000 doses each day to children aged between 3 and 17 and people aged 60 or above. The top aide of Chief Executive Carrie Lam will stay home and under quarantine after a family member of his tested positive to COVID-19 in a rapid test. But Eric Chan, the director of the Chief Executive's office himself, as well as his other family members, tested negative to the virus so far. A spokesman from the CE's office says Mr. Chan will work from home in the meantime. 
Epidemiologist Benjamin Cowling says the use of rapid antigen tests could remove the need to quarantine close contacts of COVID cases. Mr. Cowling told RTHK's COVID update program that the tests were an excellent way to determine if a person was contagious at the time of taking the test. He said their daily use could make a real difference to suppressing community transmissions and mitigating disruption to services. There's many bus routes cancelled. There's a lot of problems with essential workers being in quarantine because they've had an exposure to a confirmed case and they have to stay at home for 14 days. If we were to use rapid tests, for example, on a daily basis, we could probably remove the necessity for quarantine. We could say if you've been exposed to a case, do the rapid test every day. And as long as it's negative, you're free to go. Of course, if it turns positive, then you're a case and you need to isolate. But we would at least avoid the disruption caused by so many people quarantining themselves. U.S. markets are continuing to fall in response to the Ukraine crisis, with the Dow off more than 1% and the Nasdaq down almost 1%. European stock markets fell by more than 3% in morning trade in response to the fighting. Across Asia, stock markets also tumbled, led by Tokyo and Hong Kong losing more than 2%. The Moscow Stock Exchange remained largely closed on the fifth day of restrictions imposed by Russia's central bank. New government figures show retail sales have grown for the 12th straight, straight month, but at a slower pace. The value of total retail sales in January rose 4.1% on-year, two percentage points lower than the growth registered in December. The government says the latest data has yet to fully reflect the impact of the fifth wave of infections and may also have been distorted by the timing of the Lunar New Year. The annual session of the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference opened in Beijing today, with Chairman Wang Yang encouraging the members from Hong Kong to support the SCR's new electoral system. Damon Pang reports. Delivering his work report, CPPCC Chairman Wang Yang said the advisory body will support the SCR in promoting and implementing the principle of patriots administering Hong Kong. Delegates were asked to make proposals on patriotic education for young people in Hong Kong and Macau, ways to fight the COVID-19 pandemic, and how they can strengthen unity and friendship between all compatriots. Mr Wang also said Beijing wants to improve the effectiveness of consultation and raise work performance. He added that more than 5,000 proposals for new legislation or regulation have been submitted by delegates since the previous annual session. President Xi Jinping attended the opening meeting at the Grand Hall of the People, as did other state leaders, including Hong Kong and Macau Affairs Office Director Xia Baolong and former Hong Kong Chief Executive C.Y. Leung. The annual meeting of the National People's Congress, meanwhile, starts tomorrow. At a press conference ahead of the session, spokesman Zhang Yeshui lashed out at the United States for recently passing a bill called the Competes Act, which is aimed both at enhancing America's technological competitiveness and countering China. Mr. Zhang said this won't do any good for Sino-U.S. ties. How the United States chooses to raise its competitiveness, including the R&D and manufacturing capacity of chips, is its own matter. But to use China's development as an excuse and take China as a strategic rival, this will only erode the mutual trust and cooperation between the two countries and will eventually hurt the U.S. own interests. 
The NPC annual plenary session is scheduled to end next Friday. Besides vetting the central government's work report and budget, parliamentarians will also decide the election methods for returning Hong Kong and Macau delegates to the national legislature. The head of the UN nuclear watchdog says the seizure by Russian troops of Ukraine's largest nuclear power station has not resulted in a release of radioactive material. Fire had broken out at the Zaporizhia complex during shelling. Rafael Grossi said it was fortunate the reactors weren't damaged. He is offered to travel to another nuclear site in Ukraine, now controlled by Russia. Herman Halushenko is Ukraine's energy minister. This is a real nuclear terrorism. What, what has happened because they shell directly to the station. They know what they did. We are talking about six units, and that is true that the, the Parisia NPP is the biggest in Europe. But despite that, in the Parisia station, we also have a storage of nuclear waste. And in case they shell this storage, we would get really incredible situation. And that is not even the question of Ukraine. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg was speaking in Brussels. This is the worst uh, military aggression in Europe for decades. With the cities under siege, schools, hospitals and residential buildings shelled, reckless actions around a nuclear power plant last night, the days to come are likely to be worse with more death, more suffering, and more destruction. NATO allies have stepped up support for Ukraine, helping to uphold the country's right of self-defense as enshrined in the UN Charter. In other news, scientists say an abandoned rocket part that's been hurtling through space for years is predicted to crash into the moon at high speed today. It's not clear where the space junk is from. The BBC's Georgina Ranard reports. This space junk has excited and confused astronomers since they calculated its orbit in January. First, they thought it came from the SpaceX program, run by the US billionaire Elon Musk. Then they said it was left over from China's 2014 lunar mission. But in reality, we will never be sure. What we do know is the rocket booster is expected to strike the moon around lunchtime. The impact will leave a large crater in sports, at the Winter Paralympics, it has opened tonight with athletes parading through Beijing's National Stadium. President Xi Jinping officially declared the Games open and a fireworks display erupted over the capital's Birdness Stadium. The sound and light spectacular capped off a week of high drama and wrangling among officials. On Wednesday, Paralympic organizers said they would require athletes from Russia and Belarus to compete as neutrals. However, the following day they backtracked after multiple teams threatened not to compete if Russia and Belarus were represented. For Fox Sports has reported that Australian cricketer Shane Warne has died aged 52. It quoted Warne's management as saying that Warne had died in Thailand of a suspected heart attack. And before we go, a quick look at the weather. Currently, it's 20 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is 89%. And that's the news from RTHK.
más gracias.